Josh. I am Josh Lamar Morris III, the co-host. I welcome Michael Pickard, Arthur of Invasive Species. Episode 20, Infinite Imagination to Create Stories. Welcome, Michael. And for you're welcome. Thank you very Michael, much for tell having me. Tell me and listeners your story leading up to you being being a writer. So it kind of happened by accident, and I owe it all to my daughter, Samantha. She was going to overnight camp when she was 11 years old, back in 1993. And uh, she asked me to write her letters uh, at camp every day. And I didn't want to send her boring letters about what I had for breakfast or what I did at work. So I decided that I would write her a story that would help her feel competent at camp, and she might enjoy it as well. It was the story of an alien from another planet who came to overnight camp. And after uh, I wrote stories for her for five years in a row, uh, I had enough material for my first novel. Uh, Once I had a book in my hand and I could smell the ink and I could feel it, I got goosebumps. And I wanted to create another book. And I've been doing it ever since. Second question. Michael, what is the infinite imagination to create stories all about? Yeah, I I made that claim in my pitch to you. And I I think uh, it's true in my situation. You know, everybody's brain has two halves. And I don't remember whether the left side is logical or the right side is logical. But the two parts of my brain work very well together. They're a team. Uh, And so uh, when I'm thinking about a story or back when I was a computer programmer, I would use both my creativity and the logical side to figure things out. The, The most useful phrase in my toolkit is what if. Uh, I take some idea, something I've heard on the radio or TV, something I've read about, and I bend it a little and stretch it and ask, what if some part of this was a little different? For example, uh, I was reading about the Voyager probe that we sent out uh, decades ago, and it was on the verge of reaching the furthest reaches of our solar system. And I asked myself, what's, what's, what is going to happen to that uh, space probe once it goes out of reach? Is, is it just going to keep going? Is it possible that some other species might find it? And so my what if was, what if aliens intercepted the Voyager probe and they took a look at the, the message on the plaque, and they listened to the recording, and they misinterpreted the message, and they got it all wrong. What would they do with uh, their interpretation of our, me- our, of our message? Would they think it was an invitation to come and visit? Uh, that was the origin of uh, the, the first novel, The Gerfnit Chronicles, uh, which was followed by a prequel originated under twin sons. And all of my cool. books have a what Next if question. component. Michael, that. tell me and listeners, when is the best time to write? Uh, so I own a lot of writing t-shirts with slogans on them. 
One of the shirts says, I am always writing a story in my mind. And I think that's true for me. Uh, I can dictate little bits of a story when I'm driving in my car. I don't have to take my hands off the wheel. I can just speak it and, and my phone captures it. Uh, when I sleep, I've been fortunate that I can use dreams to help me create scenes in a story I'm working on. I just have to go to bed thinking wow. about the story and my mind takes over. When I take a hot shower, uh, you relax and your mind drifts away. And my mind drifts to a story. And so when I finish a shower, I have to throw a towel around myself and uh, slog across the hall to my office and quickly write down notes of things that I came up with in the shower so I don't forget them. Uh, so all of those uh, little snippets come whenever they come. And I can also have a, a sit-down session where I'm thinking about a story. But, but I, I write all the time. Uh, so I, I didn't go to school uh, to learn creative writing. So everything I've learned uh, has been a, a step at a time for me. Many times when I was writing, I didn't know I was making a mistake until someone else who knew better would point it out. And then I'd learn. Uh, so one of the things that I depend on is feedback from other writers and critique groups. Uh, feedback is truly a gift. And I think it's mandatory for any writer. So I try to get as many eyes as I can to read the work before I release it. Uh, my last novel, Forward and Back, uh, I thought was done. I, I had a group uh, that had read it, had provided me feedback. I'd read it, I don't know how many times, uh, probably eight or nine. Uh, and so I thought it was ready. But just per chance, I started to show chapters to another critique group. And they found things that I hadn't seen. And they raised issues that I hadn't thought about. So uh, they took another year uh, to read the chapters, uh, a, few at a, a few per month. And so one of the things I've learned is not to rush to publication, uh, to make sure that the novel is as good as it can be before you turn it loose uh, and ask people to spend money on it. Uh, uh, quality is very important to me. Yeah, so uh, I've done three books since Invasive Species, but uh, Invasive Species was the first time that I wrote a trilogy. Uh, and I guess science fiction authors have often done three book sets. Um, there was a, a news article about how some meteorites had been found somewhere on Earth. And they were investigating what kinds of minerals and things were in the, the meteorites. And I thought, gee, what if one of the meteorites, instead of having just metal, what if it contained a seed? And as soon as I thought about that what if, there were more questions than answers. Uh, if there was a seed, how did it get embedded in the meteorite? Was it by accident or did someone put it there by per on purpose? And if they put it there on purpose, who put it there? 
and why would they do that? So uh, I started to think about uh, all those questions and decided that the seed was intended uh, and designed to grow into a plant that had the shape of a human being. And uh, that uh, visitor was uh, tasked with uh, gathering information from Earth uh, and figuring out what Earth was all about. So the, the seed grows up, and it's found by some hobos who are traveling across the country by train. And that gives the, the character, whose name is Selton, an opportunity to visit libraries all over the United States and read nonfiction books that figure out what Earth is all about. Selton late learns out that he's been misled. And the real purpose of his visit is uh, much more dastardly. And so uh, it's a story about Selton figuring out his role and what he's going to do about it. And that ended up uh, expanding into three novels.